0: Today on the Bourbon Bites Podcast, I'm reviewing Old Forester Barrel Strength Rye and giving you some tips on how to get your friends into whiskey. everyone and welcome to the bourbon bites podcast i'm your host clifton and today i thought i would start us off with a rye review because i haven't had much rye whiskey on the podcast in a while so don't know why that is i love rye whiskey so i'm getting into the sample of old forester single barrel barrel strength rye this comes from listener of the show steve burkow uh, gave me the sample from his bottle um this is 126.9 proof Um, I don't believe these are picks. As far as I know, I don't think they've done pick versions of the single barrel rye. Um, I have yet to actually see a bottle in real life. These were super limited. I feel like the barrel-proof bourbon was a lot easier to find. I've gotten a couple bottles of that, but the rye, I, I've practically just never seen it. I think I saw it one time marked up to like 150 um, but I think MSRP on this is supposed to be around 80 so I'm definitely not going to pay that, especially without trying it. But I figured I will get into this sample for this review. So this is a limited release, um, even more so than the bourbon. Uh, I know that they really knocked it out of the park with their uh just regular old Forster rye that one comes in at a 100 proof very very affordable like 22 bucks I think uh, so this is stepping up a notch it is single barrel and it is barrel proof so 126.9 that's really I mean for a rye whiskey typically, those come in at lower proof, even at barrel strength. So I'm really excited to try this. This is their same rye mash bill, supposedly as their old Forster rye. So 65% rye, 20% malted barley and 15% corn. Um, so it's about a mid range rye, not so definitely not high rye, but also not like barely legal rye either. So I'm really excited to see how this presents itself at this high proof. Let's go and get it poured. Hopefully you guys have had a great week and you're going into a fantastic weekend. I know here in Southern California, it's going to be in the 80s. It's going to be really nice. I'm hoping I can get out to go to the beach. I realize that it's Super Bowl weekend. Um, most people have plans for that, I, especially me being in Los Angeles. I have no plans. I have no interest in either team. Of course, I, I would like, you know, obviously LA to win, but I, I don't know. I just have not really followed it too much. Um, not that I ever really do. Um, sometimes I, I've been more interested in it than previous years, but this year I really Really, just don't care. Like, I'm sorry if don't don't unsubscribe to my podcast because I don't like uh, football. But um, yeah, I just my family was never like a football or even sports family in general. Uh, I think the only sports games I ever went to growing up were like ice hockey uh, with my boy scout troop. But yeah, just so I just not really ever into football. I do like watching the halftime performances and uh, the commercials of course are always a ton of fun. But I just, I don't know. I'm not a big uh, Super Bowl guy. But maybe you guys do have big plans and you're going to a party this weekend. It's kind of why I had this concept for this stream to do a how to get your friends into whiskey stream. Because I know a lot of people are going to either have people over or going to a friend's house. They want to bring some bottles but they know their friends. You know, they just do shots or they just do cocktails. Um, So later in this episode, I'm going to give you some tips on how to help encourage your friends to drink whiskey. But for now, let's go and give this Old Forester Rye Single Barrel Barrel Proof a nose. Oh, wow, that's really intense on the nose. I wasn't expecting it to be so powerful. I don't know why not, because it's obviously barrel strength. But it's really, uh, I guess, complex on the nose. It starts off with like an, an oaky kind of um aspect to it now i don't know the age on this i know it's probably relatively young i know the bourbon was relatively young um but yeah i'm surprised by how much oak is the first thing i'm smelling especially on a rye whiskey there's a lot of sweetness there as well i feel like there's like a like brown sugar kind of note that's kind of lingering at the at the top forefront of the nose of this there's a little bit of like a graininess. Um, you can not necessarily tell that it's a rye whiskey, but it's it's not, you know, it doesn't smell young, I would say. I think it smells complex and I just can't wait to get into it. So let's go and give it a taste. Cheers, guys. Ooh, that is nice. I really am such a fan of rye whiskey. I feel like it doesn't get enough love in the whiskey world. But when done right at High Proof, it's just a delicious, delicious pour. I mean, this one, I actually had a sip of it a couple weeks ago um, when I first got this, and I wasn't super impressed with it, but I'm glad that I revisited it today because I'm, I'm really loving the taste on this one. It drinks a lot more like a rye whiskey than it smells, um, but it's, it's not necessarily grassy or um, minty in that way, or, or dill, as some people would say. To me, it's just like a really grain-forward but bold flavor. It has like a sweet, like kind of like a bubble gum kind of um, note that lingers like mid palate. Um, and it doesn't, it, any of the youth that I was getting off of the nose of this, I'm definitely not getting on uh, the palate. I think it, it drinks like a very nicely aged rye whiskey. And I see why the demand for this is so high. This is really impressing me more than the single barrel barrel proof bourbon did from Old Forester. I'm reminded of all the things I love about the Old Forrester regular 100 proof fry, but this is definitely amped up to uh, 126.9. I think that... This drinks like an $80 rye whiskey. I could see people paying up to $100 for it. I could see myself doing that. Um, like I said, I saw it once in the store for about 150 I think that's a little more than I would pay for it. Um, but I do think this drinks like a really nice high-end rye whiskey and um, absolutely worth $80 if you see it. So thank you again, uh, Steve, for letting me have the sample. If you guys ever want me to review something on the show, whether it's for the podcast or my live streams, uh, you can send me an email, contact at bourbonbites.com. I'll send you my uh, mailing info. I would love to do more viewer sent samples. I'm kind of going through my backlog of ones that I've had for (laughs) literal years at this point, Um, but it's starting to get a little low. So if you guys are ever interested in sending me something and hearing my thoughts on it, or if you want to send me a blind flight for a stream, um, that would be a ton of fun. I would absolutely love to do it. So let me know if you are interested. All right, well, if you guys are ready to get into it, I want to give you some tips on helping your friends get into whiskey. So if you're like me, not all of your friends are alcoholics. Let's be real, <laughs> no, but for real, um, a lot of my friends they do, of course, you know, drink cocktails and you know, drink beer, but very few of them, outside of you know, whiskey tube or my local whiskey group, actually drink whiskey. Uh, so I thought I would come up with a, maybe, I guess like a little bit of a guide that will help you help them get into whiskey if they want to, of course, I guess that's the number one rule. If they're not even remotely interested in like getting into whiskey, like don't force that on them. Don't make that like ruin your relationship. Don't be like, you can only be my friend if, if you can bottle chug some blands. I mean, <laughs> but seriously, if they are interested in learning, um, you know, Help them out, but ease them into it. I think one of the things that's easy to do for us because we're so passionate about whiskey is to kind of overcomplicate it and have way too much information that you're throwing at them. You know, they don't need to know the mash bill of the whiskey you're giving them. They don't need to know, you know, if it's non-chill filtered or anything like that. I think keeping it simple is the best way to make it approachable. Because if you make it sound like something that they're never going to understand, they're going to lose interest very, very quickly. So don't give them too much info. And in the same, I guess, vein as that, don't overwhelm them with bottles. I mean, it's so easy for us to be like, oh, try this, try this. Oh, you got to try this. But if there's someone that's new to whiskey, they may not be used to having more than one or two drinks, um, especially in a short period of time. So you you want them to remember the experience, right? So (laughs) you don't want to get them completely drunk where they don't remember a thing. Uh, So just take it easy with the info and the bottles you give them. And most importantly, just be patient with them. Be open, you know, drink along with them. Don't make it seem like you're watching them, observing them. Um, Just make it, you know, approachable and easy. And if they don't like something, you know, it doesn't mean that they'll never like it. Not that you should, you know, keep trying to force them to. Um, It just means, you know, maybe not then they're not ready for it or they're just not in the right mindset to, to start getting into whiskey. But if you do have someone that is willing to learn, I do have some tips that I think might help you help them get into whiskey. I think the most important thing is to find out what kind of drinker they are. You know, are they someone that just does shots? Are they someone that typically sips cocktails? Or do they already, you know, kind of sip whiskey or sip something neat? And I think there's kind of a different approach um, depending on where they are in their uh, alcohol journey. (laughs) So for your friends that are mostly into just taking shots or you know that they only really drink beer, um, I think the most important thing is to kind of tell them you know how to drink whiskey. You know I think a lot of people will typically just throw it back because that's kind of how they see it done in movies and stuff. But really diving into I guess the art of sipping, you know one of the things that often turns people away from drinking whiskey neat is they just don't like the burn. So you have to really eat them into it what I like to tell my friends to do is like the very first sip just take a little bit and just touch it on the tip of your tongue and then just swallow it don't don't think about flavors you got to get them used to that higher proof uh, now I'm not saying give them a barrel proof bourbon definitely don't <laughs> definitely stick to you know the 80 under 90 proof for their first one if they're not used to sipping anything neat they're normally just used to doing shots you know for them a shot is like you know 80 80 proof or less you know normally when you're mixing in other things and usually they struggle with those so really you got you want to make it approachable like I said in the beginning so give them a lower proof whiskey you know let them just get adapted to the proof um and then you know teach them about you know the you know kentucky chew you know having it sit in your mouth chewing it a bit um, and just uh, get them used to not just swallowing it immediately because i think that's what a lot of people that are you know people that drink shots that's kind of how they typically drink alcohol they're not used to sipping on it and enjoying the flavors so once you teach them about that you know you can start asking them questions you know ask them if they get any flavors off of it now be prepared their first note they're probably going to tell you is wow that's smooth <laughs> which I know we all cringe at, but again, they're basing it off of what they've heard. They hear people talk about whiskey being smooth, so they're gonna say, oh, that's smooth. And really that's just their way of saying like, hey, That didn't burn that time or didn't burn as much as I expected. So that's already a good start. Even though it sounds a bit cringy for those of us that are whiskey drinkers, it's off to a good start. So once you get past that, maybe kind of throw out a couple flavor ideas, you know, typical, you know, vanilla, caramel, if they're drinking like a bourbon or something, Um, and and kind of explain to them, like, it's not that you actually taste these tasting notes. You just kind of are reminded of them. You you try to place like, oh, what does that taste like? Hmm, that tastes like something I've had before. And a lot of times you realize, oh, that's, you know, a piece of uh, chocolate cake or a piece of... Of, uh, caramel candy um, I think that's the easiest way to explain it and along with that you know let them know there, there's no wrong answers you don't want them to feel like oh you're putting them on the spot and you know they're going to say something wrong because um, I mean that's let's be real it's all personal your tasting notes are your own we like to share them on podcasts and whiskey tube just to kind of find something that's maybe familiar with our listeners uh, but it's all subjective so I think you should just encourage them to you know speak their mind tell you what they're tasting even if it's like bubble gum like I got on this old Forester riot earlier it's always good to be encouraging them and kind of playing off of that you know if they give you a certain note like oh yeah I didn't give it like that but I got it like this which is kind of similar so I totally see why you got that you know so next up maybe your friends that you know maybe are beyond their shot stage of alcohol and they do enjoy really good craft cocktails well these I think are the easiest people to get into whiskey I have a couple friends that that's kind of their territory is cocktails and you can easily ease people into sipping whiskey um, through whiskey spirit forward cocktails one of my favorites is an old fashioned. I mean, super simple cocktail to make, but a lot of times bars and restaurants really screw it up. So they may never have had a legit like good old fashioned. So if you know they like cocktails, make them an old fashioned using, you know, one of your favorite whiskeys. Again, nothing super high proof that's going to turn them away from it because they're not going to be used to that. Um, but yeah, I think a good old fashioned is the gateway into just sipping whiskey neat. Then once they have an old fashioned and you realize they like it, then maybe just pour them a whiskey on the rocks. You know, it's going to be not as sweet as their old fashioned and they're used to, but then you can kind of go back towards the flavor notes, you know, like, what are you tasting with this? Is it sweet? Is it savory? Uh, is it oaky? I don't think there's anything wrong with starting them out with whiskey on the rocks. If they are a cocktail person, they're used to the cold experience. They're used to the act of sipping a cocktail glass. I think that's going to be very familiar to them and it's not going to scare them off. Lastly, let's say there's someone that is somewhat of a sipper, you know, they enjoy their Jameson or their Jack Daniels or their McAllen, depending on, you know, what they like, but someone that is just wants to explore more whiskey, but has very, very limited experience. These are my favorite people to try to get into different whiskies because they're already kind of got a head start. So the first thing that it's important to know is to find out what they like, you know, if they are a Jameson person. I think you should still stick in that territory, especially at the beginning. So maybe pick something from the same category. Um, Like, let's stick with the Jameson example. Pick, you know, maybe a red breast, maybe a little bit higher end, maybe a little bit higher proof, um, and let them try that and and gauge their reaction. You know, if it's something that they know they like and that you're kind of elevating it a bit, that's going to be the aha moment for them. Like, wait, it can get better than, you know, my, my standard whiskey that I drink, you know, at home. That's what you want. You want them to taste familiar, but like, a step above. So once you got that, you know, maybe give them a flight of different similar whiskeys. Now I'm not saying it stick exclusively to the type of whiskey that they like, which I mean, you can, but I think it'd be fun to, you know, give them a flight, give them like one or two other Irish whiskeys um, if they're a Jameson drinker, but maybe throw in, you know, a single malt or even, you know, like a low proof bourbon, you know, maybe they just haven't had a good bourbon yet. So you can really go off of that, but keep it very, very tame at first. You'll get a clearer picture of what they actually enjoy and that way you don't go completely like scare them off with you know a peated whiskey if they're a jameson drinker like please don't do that <laughs> and then take it from there i mean i think it's everyone has their own journey when it comes to whiskey or alcohol and you know if you have someone that you know like yourself you know if you listen to this podcast i assume you're at least remotely interested in whiskey i mean you might just be here for the video games that's cool too um but still having someone like that that's passionate about something as long as you don't go like completely nerding out i think if they're really interested in learning about whiskey they're gonna really appreciate having you as a friend and just keep it going you know not necessarily have to have bourbon tastings with them every night um, but maybe you know if let's say they're a co-worker maybe give them samples you know obviously not on the clock but um, just constantly just give them th- new things to try or if you're at a bar you know buy them a pour of something you think they'll like I think keeping it engaging and keeping it fun is the best part you don't want it to seem like you know a chore you don't want to make it seem like a class I mean yes it's educational but you don't want them to feel like they're in school you want them to feel like they're having fun you know especially if they're someone that's just used to drinking at parties make it fun you know have fun with it make it a game <laughs> I mean honestly there's so many ways to have fun with it and as long as you have someone that's willing to learn and that wants to really get into it i think you're gonna have a fantastic time but you know what? Let's say you don't have any luck; they just are not into it, or you don't have any friends that are interested in getting whiskey. Don't worry. You know, just just move on, let it let it go. <laughs> but there's so many ways to meet other people that are into whiskey, especially if you don't really have a local group. Search on Facebook. I mean, that's how I found a lot of local whiskey groups. Just search for you know your town whiskey club or whiskey society. Surely there's hopefully. I mean, I don't know the I don't know the whole country, um, but hopefully there's something nearby to you. Even if it's something that you know is a little bit out of the way, but you can make the occasional trip to their you know meetup and their uh, tasting events all that stuff better yet if you have a local distillery just hang out at their bar every now and then go to their special releases you're bound to meet whiskey folks one thing about whiskey drinkers is we love the company and we love sharing whiskey I mean hopefully hopefully most people are like that that's how I am I love sharing bottles I love getting friends to try new things Um, so this community is very welcoming even if you're a newbie just reach out you know let them know you're new but you want to learn and trust me we'll we'll take good care of you (laughs) And let's say there's nothing available in your area and, you, you know, you search, you can't find any local whiskey groups, there's no distilleries, there's not even a good bourbon bar in your area, don't worry. This is exactly why my good friend Vadim put together the Virtual Tasting Society. He actually started it uh, during COVID when people couldn't gather in person, but what he does is put together these sample kits... Um, and sends it, you know, around the country, anywhere in the U.S. can order them. And then you get to actually attend a Zoom tasting with brand reps, master distillers, all these incredible guests from the whiskey industry. And you get to do like a Q&A with them. You get to hear them talk about the whiskeys. You know, whether you're a beginner or someone that's super into whiskey like me, I always love those. So if you are interested in that, um, go to virtualtastingsociety.com. Um, it'll redirect you to their Eventbrite page. Give them a follow. They're always posting new events. I think it's every week. They do one or two a week. Um, so. Make sure you're following them and if you ever see something that interests you sign up if you're local to the southern california area like i am they do have local pickup spots um, around the the area so you can save a little bit of money but if you are you know let's say you're in florida you can sign up and have it shipped to you so really cool if you don't really have a local group and or if you just prefer to drink at home um, definitely check it out virtualtastingsociety.com make sure to let them know that i sent you um not sponsored or anything but he's just a good friend of mine and um he's really passionate about putting these virtual tastings together so go give him a follow but that does it for this week's episode. Hopefully you learned some things about ways to get people into whiskey. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do is to introduce friends to new whiskey, um, and hopefully introduce you guys by listening along um, to new things that you may not have had a chance to try yet. So if you want to be the first to know about the latest things I'm reviewing, you can join at patreon.com slash bourbon bites for as little as $2 a month. You get early access to all of my reviews. You get to vote in polls that influence my live streams. And if you are the higher tiers, you get access to things like our monthly hangout, our after party hangout, and the bourbon bite subscription box where i send you whiskey samples every single month and we'll do a small group tasting uh, to taste them whether they're blind or there's like a theme if that piques your interest that is the 50 dollars tier um, but you get access to all the other hangouts and other benefits of the lower tiers i've been doing that with our friend todd cooper and we've been having an absolute blast i always look forward to those monthly tastings but thank you all so much for listening this has been bourbon bites cheers and i'll talk to you next episode